I'm Amy Luna, artist, philosopher, and teacher, creating humanity through the art of the smart art. Maybe you found this podcast because you actually ran into me and were drawn to one of my textile art creations as I make my way through Chicagoland on my beauty adventures. Maybe a trusted friend recommended this podcast to you. If so, thank you, friend. Or you were just scrolling through and the word humanity and the phrase the art of the smart heart aroused your curiosity. However you ended up here, may I say, welcome to Amy Luna Land. So a few weeks ago, I was traveling from Chicago to North Carolina, and I got to the airport in North Carolina, and I was at the baggage claim waiting to pick up my luggage, and this guy was sitting like two seats down from me, and I was wearing my Agnes DeMille dress, actually in honor of the choreographer Agnes DeMille, and he smiled at me and said, that's a beautiful dress, and I smiled back and said, thank you, and then he said, where are you from? (laughs) And I said, Chicago. He was waiting to pick up a friend that came in on the flight. So I said, Chicago, like I flew in from Chicago. And he said, oh, because you seem like you're from somewhere else. (laughs) And I laughed and I said, I am. I'm from my own world. And he laughed too and said, of course, that's obvious. It's no secret to the people around me that I see the world through my own unique lens. One example. So in the middle of California, there is this majestic rock formation that arises very anachronistically out of the rolling hills of California. And it's called the Pinnacles because it has these jagged peaks. And I've been there a few times. I love it. It's a great place to spend a weekend of hiking. And I was there with a couple of friends of mine who were married. And it was Easter weekend, I remember, because uh, my friend left a beautiful little Easter basket outside my tent in the morning, which was lovely. Anyway, so we spent all weekend hiking from the bottom to the very top where the raptors fly around, around the craggy crowns of the peaks. And when we got back home, we were sharing our photos with each other from the weekend. And they went first and they showed their slideshow. And then I I showed my slideshow. And the husband of this couple says, were we on the same hike? The reason being because what I focused on and what I noticed was so different than their photos that it felt like I was in a different place. And it was a place they wanted to be. And I am. I am in a different place. And my hope here is through this podcast, Amy Luna Land, to invite you to join me where I am, because it's a party. I should say that this unique lens that I have is no accident. From a very young age, I felt like it was my destiny to seek the road less traveled. I mean, this was deliberate. Like, I set out a deliberate intent. I didn't know where that place was or what that place was, but I just believed that there was some place that I could get to and where I have arrived. When I was in my early 20s, I 
decided to put this intention out into the universe to solidify and codify it in a life creed. And so I wrote my life creed, which was, which is, seek harmony and discord with grace, accept these both for the heart of each combined holds the secret of our growth. So my wish was not to have an easy life, but to have a life of experience and wisdom focusing on all the great hearts and minds that had come before me. Like Isaac Newton said, if I have achieved greatness, it's been on the shoulders of others, something like that. Hang on, I'll check the quote. Here we go. If I have seen further, it is by standing on the shoulders of giants. So that's what I set out to do, to stand on the shoulders of giants in the hopes that I would see further. So I sought out these icons of humanity and not only in the past, but in the here and now. I spent time with them. I listened to them. And they all had very wise things to teach me. And sometimes, often I learned by what I disagreed with. In other words, I took this part of their message, but then I saw a gap in it. And I thought, well, how can we remove that gap? And I synthesized all that down into certain principles that I live my life by. That through just friendships or the people around me, I've communicated to them. And the feedback that I get from them is it's really life-changing. It really helps their life. And I know it's really helped my life. And I look back at this paradigm that I was born into, and I see people struggling in that paradigm. And I think to myself, wow, it's so unnecessary because the answers are so clear. Now, of course, the question I'm assuming that you're asking is, well, how is this different from all the other books I've read or people I've listened to. And I guess I can say, well, because I synthesized those giants into new concepts. And actually, often when I think of a new concept, I need a new word because it's something that we haven't seen before. So Amy Lunaland also has its own language, which I put in a dictionary, and I call that dictionary my visionary. So we're going to learn vocabulary words from the visionary. We live in a world where there are a lot of forces for whom it is very profitable to amplify certain voices. And I don't hear voices of intelligence and heart very often. For example, it's been pretty well documented that our media, and sadly even our journalism, has needed to, in this age of the 24-hour news cycle and the internet, to really focus on algorithms that provoke outrage. So our institutions that we used to look towards for standards have had to shift and alter those standards in order to survive in a way that no longer serves us. I've spent a lot of time in academia learning how to think, and I've spent time in churches and around a lot of different artists learning how to feel. And the missing link to me seems to be, who is teaching us how to balance thinking and feeling? Who is teaching us the art of the smart heart? People will often choose one or the other, head over heart. We we sort of see head and heart as a battle in opposition to each other. Oh, head is rational and heart is emotional. It's unstable. It's weak. Or other people will say, oh, no, the head intelligence, that's manipulative and suspect. That has an agenda. And the heart is really where wisdom and compassion are. And that's part of 
What's consistent throughout our programming is that we're taught to see things in either-or binaries. When the answer is, how can we develop principles that help us to balance a both-and? Both head and heart. And that's why it's an art. Because depending on context, you have to balance your head and your heart to come up with clear and effective ways to see and be in the world. Now, the truth is that the people that value head over heart and the people that value heart over head are both right. Because there are ways to use our intelligence well and are ways to use our intelligence that are destructive to ourselves and the world around us. And the same thing is true of our hearts. Our hearts can guide us to wise, compassionate, and empathetic answers. But if we don't understand our own emotional responses they can lead us down very dangerous paths. And while I greatly value and practice in my life intelligence, logic, and reason, and empathy, compassion, and kindness, I've learned that intelligence, logic, and reason without empathy, compassion, and kindness is just as dangerous as empathy, compassion, and kindness without intelligence, reason, and logic. So what I hope to impart upon you in future episodes is how we can discern whether our intelligence is functioning well or not serving us. And the same thing with our emotions. When can we learn to trust our emotions and follow our intuition? And when are our emotions leading us astray? And newsflash, folks, Once we get clear about intelligence and we get clear about our emotions, it's still an art to balance that clarity contextually in different situations. So it's a layered process. First, we have to do the work to discern intelligence and heart within ourselves. And then we have to bring that to the world in different contexts and situations and balance the two depending on the evidence that's provided to us. And that takes work. It's easy to just see the world in absolutes and in black and white and not to walk around with a clean slate, taking in the information as it comes, applying certain principles to them, not bringing a confirmation bias to the table when we see the world. So at first glance, it seems, oh, Really, do I have to do all this work? I already have so much on my plate. But it's the exact opposite. Because when you do this internal work and you're really clear about your intelligence, you're really clear about your intuition and your emotions, you can navigate the world, seriously, almost like superhuman. Because your clarity gives you confidence and your compassion for yourself and others, keeps you in this world of joy and love. 
It really does. It's not as though you don't encounter challenges or have to meet challenges, but you do it from this place of clarity and compassion. And the answers are invariably very simple. When we're operating with our full online clarified intelligence and our awakened, joyful, calm, non-reactive emotional states, that's how we become whole. We're not choosing anymore. We're not choosing from one side or the other of a binary. What we're doing is inviting ourselves and each other to close that binary into a wholeness that will result in humanity. Trademark. So if it isn't obvious already, we all have a mind and we all have a heart. So this message is for everyone. This message is talking about what we all have in common. Or as Maya Angelou said, we are more alike than unalike. If you placed 10 people together in a room of the most divergent demographics, you can imagine, different ages, sexes, races, what have you, shapes and sizes, cultures, speak different languages, They would look very, very different. But if you brought a lion into the room, they would all start to look very, very similar. Or if they all stood in front of a redwood tree, they would all look very, very similar compared to the redwood tree. So we can choose to look at our differences. And sometimes our differences cause us challenges and we need to look at that. But I think one of the ways we get beyond the challenges from our differences is to start looking at what's common to all of us. And that's a mind and a heart. And we don't really get an instruction manual on how they work, do we? But I have one. And I'm going to give it to you. One other thing I've learned, this is going to be a movement of individuals. There's not going to be a group. I don't want to form a group. (laughs) I want to form humanity. I want to give you an instruction manual to achieve humanity. But groups protect themselves. Institutions protect themselves. Believe me, I have tried to get this message out in groups and in institutions. And as an individual challenging the status quo, I could tell you it does not end pretty. (laughs) That's why I'm doing a podcast. Because as I've maneuvered my way through institutions and through groups, I've met individuals in those institutions and in those groups that are frustrated with the status quo, but are just one person in that institution. 
But I see all of those people who are ready to hear this message. And I know who you are. I can almost tell who you are when I meet you. It's people that are used to what I call introspection. Self-examination. Maybe you've had an incredible challenge in your life that you've met well, and that has caused you to have that sense of introspection. Or maybe you're just a person for whom hypocrisy and double standards just don't sit really well with you. (laughs) You can't live with them. (laughs) But I've encountered these individuals, and what I want to do is reach out to each of you who I see as stars in the night sky, scattered, beauty stars, and to seed each of us with these ideas and principles. Because one thing that I have learned is one voice can make a difference. And one voice can make a difference if there's one other voice willing to hear. One voice to one voice. That's what changes the world. So here's my one voice to your voice. And if I do my job well, which I believe I can, together we can create humanity through the art of the smart heart. I'm thrilled that you're here, and I cannot wait to share all I've learned with you. And remember, make choices for voices of intelligence and heart. Till next time.